Chapter 40 of The Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wild Huntress by Maine Reed. Chapter 40 The Caravan. We rode on to Memphis as rapidly as our horses could travel far too slow for our desires thence a steamboat carried us to little rock and another to van buren many days had been consumed while waiting for each boat so many that on arriving at van buren we found that the caravan had a start of us by full two weeks. Its probable route we ascertained without any difficulty, up along the Arkansas to the Rocky Mountains, through the valley of Hurfano, in the passes Robidu and Cochitopa, thence across the headwaters of the Colorado, and by the old Spanish trail to California. It was principally a caravan of gold-seekers, adventurers of all nations. Even Indians had gone with it. Of the half-civilized tribes of the frontier, red and white, equally tempted by the yellow attractions spread out for them in California. Though large, it was what is termed a light train, having more pack animals than wagons. On this account, it would make way all the faster, and unless delayed by some accident, we might be a long time in coming up with it. It was not without a large measure of vexation that we learned how far it had got the start of us. I should have submitted with less resignation to the necessary delays, but that my mind had been to some extent tranquilized by the contents of Lillian's letter. They had inclined me to the belief that the emigrants were simply en route for California, as was all the world just then, and that the Mormon was, after all, not so strong in his new faith as to resist the universal golden lure. His design in taking the squatter with him might be merely of a secular character, having for its object the securing of a partner, in whose brawny arms the washpan and rocker might be handled to advantage, that they whom we sought were gone with the caravan we were soon satisfied holt was too marked a man to have escaped observation even in a crowd of rough squatters like himself but more than one eye had rested upon his fair daughter that longed to look upon her again her traces were easily told, as testified by the answers to my shy inquiries. 
like some bright meteor whose tract across the heavens remains marked by its line of luminous phosphorescence her radiant beauty was remembered i needed not to inquire of her scarcely a coterie of which she was not the subject of conversation to my infinite jealousy and chagrin not that aught was said of her that should have given rise to such feelings they were but the offspring of love's selfishness not long had i to submit to such torture our stay in van buren was of the shortest in less than twenty hours after our arrival in the village we took our departure from it turning our faces towards the almost limitless wilderness of the west i had endeavoured to add to our company but without success the caravan had cleared van buren of its unemployed population and not an idler remained at least not one who felt inclined to adventure with us even the needy loafer could not be induced to try the trip deeming ours too dangerous an expedition to say the least it was reckless enough but impelled by motives far more powerful than the thirst of gold my comrade and i entered upon our journey with scarce a thought about its perils the only addition to our company was a brace of stout pack mules that carried our provisions and other impedimenta while the old horse of the hunter had been replaced by a more promising roadster it would be idle to detail the incidents of a journey across the prairies ours differed in no way from hundreds of others that had been made and described except perhaps that after reaching the buffalo range we travelled more by night than by day we adopted this precaution simply to save our scalps and along with them our lives since the buffalo range especially upon the arkansas is peculiarly the stamping ground of the hostile savage here may be encountered the pawnee and comanche the kiowa and cheyenne the waco and fierce arapaho though continually engaged in internecine strife among themselves all six tribes are equally enemies to the pale-faced intruders on their domain at this time they were said to be especially hostile have been irritated by some late encounters with parties of ill-behaved emigrants it was not without great peril therefore that we were passing through their territory and what we had heard before leaving van buren had made us fully conscious of the risk we were running to meet with one of the hunting or war parties of these indians 
might not be certain death, but certain they would be to disarm and dismount us, and that in the midst of the great prairie ocean is a danger that often conducts to the same denouement. It was not preference then, but precaution, that led us to adopt the secret system of travelling by night. Our usual plan was to lie by during the day or for the greater part of it, concealed in some selected cover, either among rocks or copsewood. By stealing to a conspicuous eminence, we were enabled to view the route ahead of us and map out our journey for the night. Upon this, we would enter an hour or two before sundown, for then the Indian hunter has returned to his encampment, which can be easily avoided by seeing its smoke from afar. We often saw their smokes, and more than once the Indians themselves, but were never seen by them, so cautiously did we carry out our measures. In this fashion we groped our way with considerable rapidity, guided by the wagon tracks, especially when there was a moon, we could travel almost as fast as by daylight. Only upon dark nights was our progress retarded, but notwithstanding every impediment, we were enabled to travel faster than the caravan, and we knew that we were rapidly gaining upon it. We could tell this by the constantly freshening trail, but we had a more accurate criterion in the count of the camps. By the number of these, we knew to a certainty that we were approaching the caravan. We were in high hopes of being able to come up with it before it should enter the mountain passes, more dangerous to the traveller than even the plains themselves, because at that season more beset by bands of marauding savages. Under the influence of these hopes, we were pressing forward, with all the haste it was in our power to make, when our journey was varied by an incident of a somewhat unexpected character. End of chapter 40